Um, Cameron, thank you so much for leading some of those songs. And just, Lord, we need you. Lord, we confess coming into the presence of God and, and, and connecting with God. Like, who else would you rather want to meet with and have a meeting with than your Heavenly Father who knows everything? He sees everything. He has your best in mind. And with that, knowing that he has the best in mind, he also brings you challenges and difficulties. But knowing that he knows best, like who else would you rather want to meet with? Like really, think about it. Just to have a meeting with God. So let me ask you a question. When was a time when God spoke to you, like where you really connected and, you know, God just really spoke to me this morning or tonight or, or in my life? Did that happen? Did that ever happen to any of you? Where God just really gave you something clear, you knew it was God speaking to you? Cameron says, yeah. Can you think of a specific time, like when and where you were? Can you, do you mind sharing just one, you don't have to go into specifics, but just maybe a time and a location. Awesome. Thank you, Cameron. So you are at a youth conference. All right. All right. Someone else. Yes, Keith. Really? Awesome. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. God does that stuff. That's awesome. So you were at a lake. All right. Thank you. Someone else? Awesome. 
Yes, so that was just during the day, during the week. Thank you, Almina. Someone else. This is this is amazing. Yes, Jason. Really? Awesome. That is so great. Thank you, Jason, for sharing. That's what we're talking about this morning. That's what I want to uh, just focus on this morning as well of, of hearing from God. Uh, someone else have uh, a particular time or location uh, when when and when God spoke to you. Because for me, when I look back, there's there's been several uh, specific times where I know God specifically spoke to me uh, for direction, and I go back to. Uh, one was specifically in, in my bedroom when I was growing up in, you know, in my parents' house. I still remember the bedroom and uh, where God spoke to me. Um, I still remember one time coming back from Asia. Uh, I got delayed in Taipei and missed my flight and, and was by myself. So it was kind of, in my opinion, at that point, it was kind of disgusting. Uh, but at that motel... That night in Taipei, God clearly spoke to me. There's no doubt in my mind that he spoke to me. And what he spoke to me actually did come to pass. But what I'm getting at is, and we're going to look at a story this morning too in Exodus 3. When God speaks, like none of you said, oh, on Sunday mornings here at Way of Jesus is where God spoke to me. Uh, I think he can. And please don't come and say, oh, yeah, this is just church. Because God does speak through Sunday mornings. But what I want to get at this morning is God, from my experience and looking at Scripture, from what you shared, God often speaks through the ordinary in, during the week when we don't expect it. When we're just going through our daily routine or, you know, God shows you something and you do it. Uh, and so this morning we're just going to look at uh, Exodus chapter 3 of uh, Moses, okay, we're going to look at the story of Moses just a little bit here, and we know, uh, a lot of us, I think, know the story of Moses, we're not going to give a whole lot of history, but Moses uh, was born during a time, obviously, where there was a ruthless leader, and he should have been killed, but he wasn't, his mom spared him and put him in a little basket, and we know the story, how he floated down the river, uh, he was rescued by Pharaoh's daughter, and then he was raised in Egypt. Uh, and so we, we, we know that. But then coming into 
Exodus chapter 3 is what we're going to look at this morning. We have Moses, this account of Moses, uh, at the burning bush. Okay, now, if you read the chapter 2, I'm not going to get into this much, but reading chapter 2, it leads up until, until why Moses is uh, tending sheep and he's tending his father-in-law's Jeth- father-in-law Jethro's sheep, and he's back in, it says he's back in the desert. So this is probably, this became his norm. I'm sure this was not his dream growing up, because he remember, he grew up in Egypt, and so he would have had uh, a lot of the things probably given to him. Uh, he learned he, his schooling and his teaching was all uh, there in Egypt. But now, because of some of the, the, the decisions and the choices, the things that happened there in chapter 2, uh, where he uh, killed somebody, so that made him a murderer, and uh, therefore then uh, the king or Pharaoh was after him to kill him, and so then he takes off and comes to a well and finds some of these ladies, helps them feed their camels, and they invite him home. And the father gives Zipporah to him for his wife, and they have a son. And so now he's back in the, uh, back in the desert, all right? So here, here we are in chapter 3. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back of the desert. So this was probably pretty common for him, right? He's a shepherd, and so he's taking care of sheep. Now he's in the desert which is probably not an ideal place, but I don't know. It was obviously where he was at this point. And it says he came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Verse 2, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses says, I will now turn aside, see this great sight, why this bush isn't burning. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him and said, from the midst of the bush, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, do not draw near into this place. Take off your sandals from your feet, for the place you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I'm the God of your father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. And Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look upon God. The Lord said, I surely have seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. I heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for they know their sorrows. So I've come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians to bring them from the land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey. And it goes on down there. Uh, the command that God gave to Moses and what he wants him to do and what he's planning to do with uh, leading the people out of Israel. I'm sorry, out of Egypt. Uh, but I want to look at just the what, what we're talking about a little bit here of Moses' uh, step-by-step here in hearing from God and what needed to happen. So Moses is out in the ordinary, and we talked about how God spoke to you and me. Uh, Often it comes through the ordinary, and so let's be aware, going from here this morning, that God speaks through the ordinary. And we know that Moses was aware of, of his surroundings, at least some of his surroundings, because he was in the desert, but he saw a bush burning, But he was aware enough to check it out and notice that there's something different because the bush is burning, but it's not being consumed. So he's aware of his surroundings. He could have just, oh, we're in the desert, the bush is burning, voila, I'm going to keep going. No, he noticed something different. 
And I think oftentimes God will come to us and he'll maybe put a little something different to see if he's going to get our attention or not. So he puts this bush and he makes it burn. Makes it a little different to see if he can get Moses' attention. Did he get Moses' attention? Yeah, absolutely, he got Moses' attention. And so Moses, it says, Moses looked. So he had his attention. He, he looked over there. Behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. And Moses says, I'm going to turn aside. I'm going to see this great sight. Why the bush isn't burning? So there's a little something different going on here. So Moses says, you know what? I'm going to stop. I'm going to go, and I'm going to check this out. What's really going on here? So he comes over to the bush. Verse 4 says, when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look. So God was watching here. And he's seeing this playing out, and he sees that Moses stops and looks. God's like, I have his attention. The Lord saw that he turned aside to look. Then God called to him from the midst of the bush. Do you think God would have spoke if he wouldn't have had his attention? I don't know if he would have. Will God speak to us if he doesn't have our attention? So he had Moses' attention, and then he starts speaking. And he spoke from a bush, and he said, Moses, Moses, which that would have been a pretty, to me, that would have probably freaked me out. All of a sudden, this bush starts talking, uh, you know, and speaks your name. But he said, Moses, Moses, and Moses said, here I am. And then verse 5, he says this. He says, don't draw near to this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place you're standing is holy ground. Now, why the world, what in the world is in sandals that he had to take his sandals off? Like, did he have unholy sandals on? Or, I mean, you know, go figure, who wants to be barefooted in front of a fire? That's not a good idea, is it? <laughs> Probably not. But God said, Moses, don't come closer until you take your sandals off. Now, what is in sandals that he needed to take off? Like, I, I think Moses probably literally took off his sandals. But I'm going to think of this morning, let's go a little bit deeper and think about what our sandals are. When we come into the presence of a holy God, the reason he said, he gave a reason of why he needs to take off his sandals. He said, take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. So your sandals have to come off. And so coming into the presence of a holy God, and we sang some of those songs this morning as well, of the holiness of God. So are there some sandals that we have that need to get taken off? What are some things in your mind that could be, I thought of bringing a sandal, but I figured I'm going to do it this way. 
I'm not an artist at all, but this is supposed to be a sandal with a marker that hardly works. What are some things that would be in our sandals that we need to take off before Holy God? We're going to write them in here. Shout them out. Is there something in your mind that would come up that, you know what, in the presence of a Holy God, this doesn't fit and it needs to be taken off? What are some of those things? Personal agenda. Isaiah, go get me another marker somewhere here. It may be locked. Personal agenda, absolutely. We'll write them in here. Find another marker for me, please. Personal agenda. Absolutely. Something else that could get put into this sandal. And talking about the busyness of life, uh, Moses was alone when this happened. There was no one else around. We can connect with God, and God really wants to speak to us when we're alone. Yes, he can speak through large crowds. Um, he can do that. But when I look at my life, the times when God most directly spoke to me, I was alone. So don't, uh, let's be aware of our alone time with God. Because God will speak to you when you're by yourself. Uh, Moses was by himself. Uh, okay, sorry, Keith, you said personal agenda, right? Great one. Uh and Steve, you have a busy lifestyle. All right, some others. The Bible talks a lot about pride. Others. And that sums it up, Elmina. I mean, we could, we could fill this whole shoe up with selfishness, greed, lust, uh, hatred, bitterness, envy. You can put them all in there. But Elmina summed it up. Any sin can fit into this shoe or into this sandal. And God says, Moses, take off your sandal because this is holy ground. And so I want us to learn this morning and us for us to recognize that the sandals of any type of sin needs to be taken off in the presence of a holy God. God had started speaking to Moses before this. First of all, after he got Moses' attention, he started to speak to him. Then he says, Moses, take off your sandals. After that is when he gave Moses, when he really spoke to Moses what he wanted him to do. He, he laid it out and he said, Moses, I hear the cry of the people. 
I want you to lead them out. And so I see that steps that Moses took before God actually gave him the charge or the, the command of what he wants him to do. And then we know that Moses uh, was Moses was obedient. This was a large task of what God gave Moses. It really was. And Moses had no idea what he's getting himself into. I guarantee you he didn't. Uh, or probably almost any human person would have said, no, God, I'm not going to do that. But, you know, that's how it is for us as well. And I'm, I know for me, and I'm sure probably for you as well, if God would give you the whole picture of what you're getting yourself into, you would probably check out pretty quick. God knows what he's doing. He really does. Uh, but he gave Moses the instructions, and we see that Moses was obedient. And God spoke to him after he took his sandals off. So just this morning, in, in wrapping this up here, Be aware of your surroundings. God can speak through your surroundings. Moses saw a bush that was burning. It was an ordinary day. It wasn't anything, I don't wasn't anything special. I don't know, if, you know, probably wasn't his birthday or any kind of cool day. I don't know. But God speaks in the ordinary, and let's be aware of surroundings. The next one. Let's give God our attention. Don't expect God to speak to you if he doesn't have your attention. Like, why would he do that? Take off our sandals. Because God is a holy God. And then according to Moses... After his sandals were taken off, God shares to him what he wants to share. And I think that's how it happens for us as well. One more thing here in this story. The command that God gave to Moses, the charge that God gave to Moses, wasn't about Moses. It was about other people. Yet it included Moses. And so let's also be aware when God speaks to us and God asks us to do things, it's not just about ourselves. It's for other people. Let's not be selfish allow God to use us for his honor and for his glory. So let's just take the story of Moses here this morning and uh, learn those things. We're going to wrap it up here. And I'm going to pray and then we'll wrap up with announcements and the offering. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this morning. Lord, I want to thank you for this story of Moses. We just, we just uh, looked at a little bit of Moses' life here in chapter 3 of where Moses came to the burning bush. And we see how Moses was aware of his surroundings on an ordinary day. 
after you had his attention, you started speaking. And then after he took off his sandals is where you really show you, you, you spoke to Moses the things that you wanted to do. And it included other people. It wasn't just about him. And so, Father, as we take this story this morning, uh, may we be aware of our circumstances. I pray that we could give you our undivided attention and you would reveal to us the things that are in our sandals that we need to take off to come to a holy God. And, Father, just allow you to, to speak into our lives. Lord, give us direction. Give us understanding. Give us insight. Lord, I want to thank you that you do speak to us because this would be, wow, I don't know where we would be. Uh, it would be chaotic if we couldn't hear your voice. So, Lord, I want to thank you for your voice and thank you for your Holy Spirit that you do speak to us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.